welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. So excited to be here tonight. episode. I mean, you might be listening to this during the day, but I'm recording this sucker at night. Okay. Episode 49. Holy Jesus, you guys. You know what? When I just went over, because sometimes I have to check like, you know, sometimes I forget what number um, or what I've named things. So I always go and check my quote unquote statistics to just get a grip on things. And you guys, Pretty soon we're going to be hitting $20,000, $20,000. Woohoo, that'd be awesome. Uh, 20,000 downloads. Isn't that amazing? I just think I'm just looking at the stats right now. It's like, that's so weird. Cool. So just thank you. Let me just start before I even tell you what the name of this thing is. Let me just start by saying how much I appreciate those of you who listen, who share, who have left reviews who have left ratings, who have sent me little love notes, little shout outs, uh, tagging me in posts saying that they learned something or they love something, that they were educated, they were enlightened or entertained or whatever. Like it just makes my heart so happy that I get to uh, be here at my house in my happy place, talk to you, share with you, um, tell stories with you, and that you actually take time to listen. <laughs> Who knew? I swear to God, I was like, I don't know, I'm going to do a podcast. We'll see if anybody fucking cares. <laughs> but some of you do care. And just thank you so much. I just wanted to say, I love you. And I appreciate you. And those of you who even watch this thing on YouTube, I think it's so funny that you just watch me sit in my room like a little weirdo and you listen and watch on the tube. (laughs) So that's fantastic too. So just a little love shout out, a little gratitude, a little hot symbol, my little peeps at home. Okay. So look at this one is called, speaking of love, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, I hope you're going to pick up what I'm about to put down. Speaking of love. So this is uh, episode 49. I can't believe we're almost at 50. The art of paying attention, the art of paying attention. And, um, I'm going to tell you, I got, I'm going to come at it from like, I think like four different angles, maybe three, four, I don't know, but I'm going to start with this. This is what I'm going to start with. Okay. So I am a person. So let me start here. I, as a child, maybe, I don't know if I had to do percentages, how much it would be. If it'd be like 50, 50, 60, 40, 20, 28, I I don't know what it would be, but I will tell you this. As a little kid, I paid attention to everything, um, to a lot of things, I should say. Uh, One was I paid attention um, because I was a wicked curious kid. Um, Some people might call it nosy. I call it curious. 
Um, always eavesdropping, always curious about what's happening on the other side of the wall, what was happening behind the door. What were my parents really arguing or fighting about? What was really being said? Um, I, I was always like, um, I, I kind of was, I don't know if I want to say I snooped, but yeah, sometimes when my parents weren't home, I would go in their room, not a lot of times, and just kind of look through their door, drawers. And like, I was just always fucking curious about things, you know? So number one, so it taught me to really pay attention. Also, I think if you kind of grow up in an environment where you don't feel super safe, you become hypervigilant and you're often very, 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 very aware of your environments. It was a different way. It was a hypervigilance of paying attention. So I just happened to be somebody who pays attention. Now, also, just by the work that I've done. So growing up also, I was an athlete, played um, you know, softball my whole life, also played women's baseball when I lived in California, and I was a cheerleader. And as a cheerleader, you always kind of had to be taking the temperature of what was happening in the game, what was happening in the stands, and I was a base. So um, if any of you have been watching the uh, fantastic docu-series Cheer, it was like amazing. So, you know, we were like Lawrence cheerleaders. We weren't doing all the super fancy flippy stuff, but I was always the base, which means I kind of was always on the bottom and I always had to be aware of <clears throat> how I was positioned, if it was safe, who was standing on me, sitting on me, climbing it on me, like whatever. So again, paying attention, paying attention, paying attention. Um, a lot of it had to do with safety. You know what I mean? Just in my world. Um, and so paying attention was something that I've always had to do. And then when I became, um, you know, obviously you learn how to drive, got to pay attention. Um, you know, um, I think one of the, the great things is when I became a yoga teacher, uh, not only had do I, I had to become self-attentive, to like where I was in space, which I haven't been always been great at. Um, put me in a swimming pool. I've always, I've been able to swim my whole life, but um, sometimes if I'm in a different body, like meaning um, a body of water as opposed to uh, laying in the sand or on a yoga mat, but in a body of water, I sometimes actually don't have great awareness of where I am in space. <clears throat> but being a yoga teacher, I had to first and foremost um, pay attention to where I was but then also I had to be able to take in like the whole of a room. I had to be able to kind of expand my vision, if you might, um, peripheral vision to be able to take in the wholeness of not only the group, the class, but each individual who was standing in front of me. So it literally became my job to fucking pay close attention. Then I'm a spiritual mentor and I'm a writer. So as a writer, I am always paying attention, right? I'm always paying attention. So to, 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 to my point, I'm not trying to say I'm special or I'm better than or whatever. All I can say is that I started to learn that there's really an artistry to paying attention. Now, if you're somebody who pays, you know, really close attention, also as somebody with a touch of the OCD, I have a preference for how things look. So I'm always paying attention to like how things feel, how things look, like all these things. Does this feel out of place? Like what's going on? Okay. So because I'm somebody who really pays close attention, I've been described by people who, who have known me over the years, they say, you don't miss much. You don't miss much. Not much gets past me, right? I've said this before. It doesn't mean that nothing gets past me, but not a lot gets past me when I'm choosing to like really pay attention. Uh, people's body language, what's being said, what's not being said, all of these things, right? Um, it's also what makes me, um, um, you know, 
I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, but I think it's what helps me to be uh, an effective, um, an effective spiritual mentor, is that I'm not just paying attention to what's being said. I'm being, I'm paying attention to what's not being said. I'm paying attention to how it's said. I'm paying attention to people's facial expression, their body language, like what's missing, like the attitude, all of it, like paying attention. I could not be who I am and do what I do without it. So as somebody who does all this, there's a reason why I'm telling you all this, right? I, <laughs> I, hope, so. I hope we get to the end of this and we both agree that they were, they were, this was helpful and important. So um, I guess the, the reason why I'm telling you all that up front is it's so that to reflect back that I know that we live in a very speeded up world. I know we live in a world where a lot of people are trying to do too many things at once. They're fucking distracted by their, like, their phones and their electronic devices. They're not able to be present. They're anxious. They're out of their bodies. They're often out of their minds. I'm just aware that I live in a world where a lot of people actually aren't really paying that close of attention. So <clears throat> when I have to communicate with the outside world, <laughs> right, especially if I have to send an email, but sometimes even... You know, if somebody sends me a Voxa message, you guys know what Vox is? V-O-X-E-R, Voxa, right? So V is Invicta. Um, it's an app and it's a voice messaging app. So um, you can leave messages up to like 15 minutes long, right? Or you get to, then you get tapped out. You got to start a new one, all right? So I have a lot of friends and my clients use Voxa with me. And I'm the kind of person that if you send me a long Voxa, um, I will wait until I have the time to give it my full attention. I will often sit down with a pen and paper so that um, I can write down the things that you're saying. Because a lot of times people will use Voxa as like a brain dump or to catch up or to tell a story or to report, you know, make their full report, as I jokingly say. And sometimes I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss what's being said. So sometimes I will sit down and I will take notes so that when I respond, I can make sure that I respond. Um, and it shows that I've, I've actually paid attention to what they said, that it mattered to me. All right. So I'm just kind of giving you all this background. So when I write somebody an email, I'm very aware that the rest of the world does not operate the same way. And um, I, don't, um, I don't have that expectation, although I, I secretly do wish that more people pay attention, <laughs> right? And, um, and some of my friends are excellent at paying attention, especially my friends who are successful in their craft, um, who are diligent and devoted in their craft. Like I think about like, well, holy shit, what would happen? What would happen if my amazing hairstylist, um, Jessica Todd, was not paying attention when she did my hair? There would be an incident, right? But she pays hyper attention to what she's doing when she's working on me. And if she has to talk to one of her staff, she stops for a moment, turns, does what she has to do, and then she comes right back to business. But I, I never get the sensation that she's distracted while she's working on me, right? That's just one example. So when I'm communicating with people, especially via email, because I know that I live in a hyper-distracted um, world, um, I literally will write, hey, blah, 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 blah. So to follow up or um, my thoughts on this thing or whatever it is, I always number them. I try to make it, and please take this the right way, I try to make it idiot-proof. I try to go like, okay, number one, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Number two, I literally number them. Number three, because then when they hit respond, 
they can just answer my questions and just go, oh, they could just use a different color or they could just respond, hey, number one back, number two, number three, right? I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you on a weekly basis how many times I get correspondence back. And I'll be like, I'll say to my sweetie, they didn't answer like two of my questions. They didn't answer like three of my questions. And it's not that they didn't have the answer. It's not that they didn't say, I don't know, I'll get back to you. They were just moving too fast and going too fast. And they did not take the time to actually read what I sent them. Or they'll respond and they won't respond to like two or three or whatever. And I'll just be like, oh my God. So then I have to resend it. And so I'm always just like, when we pay attention, especially in correspondence, talk about, first of all, number one, being able to show another person that they matter. Uh, number two, showing up like a professional. Number three, you save each of us so much time and energy by just answering it the first time, given, of course, if you have the information. But so when people try to speed read or hurry through a thing or like just do things too fast or they're multitasking, you know, my goal right now is to single task. <laughs> like that's what I want to do. I want to single task. And they've actually done like scientific experiments where they said, you know, there really kind of is no such thing as multitasking. Your mind cannot hold equal space to both things at once. Something's always going to suffer. So I right now like to really try to single task and say, right now I'm doing this and then I'm doing this, but I'm not going to distract. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, 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 I'm doing this thing with my hands. Um, diversify my attention. I like to be um, single tasking. <laughs> it's my new favorite thing. Because here's what I can tell you. If you send something that really matters to you to somebody and you kind of lay it out for them and they write back and they don't answer your questions or misanswer your questions because they just weren't paying attention, I can tell you that what it really feels like is that um, you don't matter. And I can tell you this, paying attention is one of the greatest ways that we show love. Now, I'm not talking about when your little kids are like, what's the word, insatiable? And they're just like, mommy, mommy. Like, and they're just constantly needing attention. I'm not talking about needy people, insecure people. I'm not saying that we should give everybody all of our attention all of the time. That's not what I'm saying. But when it is a consensual situation, whether you're in a relationship or you're at dinner with somebody or you're corresponding with somebody or you're on a Facebook Live with somebody or you're having dinner, like whatever the thing is, Paying attention when somebody you love is in front of you and not being distracted or, you know, like in la la land or looking at your phone or whatever, it, you know, paying attention is one of the greatest ways that we show love. And so one of the things that I often encourage people to do is like put your phone down or away. If it's not like if you're in the middle of something like, so this is the thing. So if I'm at home and I'm in the middle of um, doing something on my phone, my iPad, whatever, my computer. And if my sweetie comes, like if he might come around the corner and he, he starts talking to me because he knows I'm in the room, but he doesn't know what I'm doing. And he'll come around and he'll either be excited about something or he'll be telling me something. And if I just want to finish what I'm doing, because I'm like, I'm, I'm mid-thought, I'm like, I just want to get to this thing because I've been trying to do it for the last, you know, whatever. As soon as he comes in, I'll say, sweetie, just give me one second so I can finish this. So then I can give you my full attention. Because I never want him to feel like, I'm not saying I'm 100% successful at this. When I use the word never, 
in my heart of hearts, like I never want him to feel like that he's not important or that what he's trying to communicate to me doesn't matter or that he doesn't matter. And so I can just tell you from personal experience, you know, I just got back from, hold on, I take a drink of water. I just got back from my favorite writing conference that I, I go to. And it's like my fifth or sixth time going down in Florida. And I go, it's eight days away. It's, I, get, I get to get the fuck out of New Hampshire in the middle of the winter. So that's awesome. So I go down to Florida. I go to this writing conference and I get to see <clears throat> some of not only my favorite human beings, but my favorite writers. And I get to be a student for a week. I get to learn. I get to be creative. I get to write. It's like amazing. It's amazing. I, and I could do a whole episode on just that. And I might actually why it's important to get around your people. Um, but one of my friends who um, is also, he's one of my writing mentors, but he's really my beloved friend. His name is Andre Debuse III. And some of you who are listening might know him. Um, he's an incredible writer. He wrote um, one of his books, The House of Sand and Fog, uh, was an Oprah book pick many years ago. It also became a movie with Sir Ben Kingsley in it. He also wrote an incredible memoir named Townie and um, on and on and on. Google it. Okay. So we were having, um, and we weren't even having lunch, but we were getting together. We got together after one of the events and before another one of the events and we, we got together. And this is, this is what I'm talking about. We sit down at the table and the first thing that he does is he says, let me shut this off. And he shuts off his phone. Now, Andre is notorious, notorious. He is never, he's not on social media, not him personally, right? Somebody does his, I think his Facebook page, but he's not on social media. He has never sent a tweet. He has never sent a text message. He has a little flip phone just for calls, right? So, which is amazing in and of itself. And he always says that he thinks that these devices are making us stupid and rude, which I would say uh, in some ways I agree with him in a lot of ways. <laughs> but the fact that as we sit down to have a conversation and to connect, um, you know, as friend to friend, the first thing he does is shut off his phone and puts it away. What that immediately tells me is that he gives a shit about what, what's about to happen. He wants to give me his full attention. He doesn't want to be distracted from outside things. So immediately I feel like this friendship or th this is important, that I matter, that this is somebody who's interested in knowing how I'm really doing. He's not going to be looking over my shoulder or down at his phone. Like It is one of the most in incredible things that you can do for your friends, to your sweeties, perhaps your loved ones, whoever it is, that when you sit down with them, that the phones get put somewhere else, shut off, taken away, put in the box, like all the different ways that, you know, so that we're not distracted, so that we can be, you know, it's another way of saying be present. You know, there's this whole book that was written a long time ago. It's called The Precious Present. And on the cover of it, The Precious Present, the book, I think there's a white box with a red bow. And when you get down to the like last page, sorry to blow it, okay, spoiler alert, but basically when it gets down to the back, the last page or whatever, what you realize is that the precious present that you've been given is the precious present, the present moment. And, you know, with all the stuff that's been happening uh, lately, and especially with the most recent, you know, I would say worldwide kind of like moment of tragedy is, you know, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, M the other families and pilot and stuff that were on the helicopter, you know, to be able to have more precious moments, precious present moments. I mean, we never know. We never know when the last exhale is coming. You never know when it's the last time you're going to talk to somebody. 
I've said this so many times, like ad nauseum, but we never really know. So when we are together, when we are in the presence of our friends, our family, our loved ones, um, our mentors, our mentees, whatever, can we please just be incredibly present? You know, and I also see it a lot too, because um, my sweetie, you know, those of you who know my sweetie, Chris Lesta, I'm married to a professional musician and we'll go to his shows and I'll just watch how so many people through the whole show, they film like the whole show. So they're looking through the lens of their phone the little tiny screen, they're not even looking at what's actually happening in front of them on the stage because they're too busy posting to social media or capturing the moment that they're not even actually in the fucking room. Like they're, I'm like, you're here, your body is here, but you are not here. You know, you're, you're kind of having this altered experience. And I can tell you that when somebody is trying to do something and whether that's share from a stage or create from a stage or do something, and they look down and see you texting and you just might be posting something that you wrote about them, like to support them, like and shout it out. And I get it. And I am not saying you shouldn't ever do it. I'm not saying, you know, sure, snap a few pics, have a little bit of fun. But man, is it is it hard, especially as a writer or a speaker um, or somebody who's trying to share their, their skill or talent or their artistry, their craft with you to look down and to see everybody looking down at their phones. It's just like obnoxiously rude, man. So I just want to encourage you, you know, to think about, to ask yourself the question, like, am I fully paying attention first and foremost, right? To yourself. Like, am I paying attention to how I'm showing up? And then am I giving my attention to my child in front of me, to my partner in front of me, to my friends, to my siblings, to my parents, whatever the situation may be, whoever's trying to communicate with me and my present. And, you know, an, another example I'll give is to, you want to make somebody feel like they don't matter, right? It's like, don't pay attention, ignore them, half listen, you know, and people can tell when they have your attention. People can tell when they have your attention. And so, you know, I brought up Voxa too before and like how I have to deal with it because it's important to me that my friends feel heard. It's important to me that my clients feel heard and I can reflect back to them that I paid attention because this is the heartbeat and the foundation of relationships. We're always constantly communicating, you know, um, our love or our lack of love. And so, you know, I knew somebody who, you know, on Voxa, for those of you who are uninitiated, um, the, the voice messaging app, it's like kind of like a walkie-talkie app in a way, but you can leave these long voice messages. And when you listen back to them, you can listen to them at one speed, like one X, two times as fast speed, three times as fast speed, three X or four X, which is basically like gibberish. Somebody's just talking like wicked fast. It's basically like when we were kids, uh, some of you won't relate to this, depends on your age, but if you're in my age bracket, like 40, 50, like I'm 51, we used to have tape recorders and you could fast forward them while the tape was playing. It would be like, right? It would go like wicked fast. When you were trying to speed through things, you just wanted to get to the next thing. You didn't want to hear it. You just wanted to get to the next thing and you would listen to it at like double speed, right? You would, you would quicken it up. So I, I've known people, right? I've known people who when they listen to their Voxa messages, they listen to them always on like two speed, three speed, four speed. And I always found it fascinating when I would be in their presence 
And I'd be like, okay, so this is a message from their client or their friend or whatever the thing is. And they always listen to it, speed it up. Now here's the thing. I understand that you might not have the patience or think that you don't have the time or whatever, but what that tells me as an observer, and I'm not, look, it's not for me to quote unquote judge. I don't always know every single circumstance. I'm not saying I know every single situation, but what it tells me is that when you listen to things on three speed or four speed, okay, you're not hearing how they were said. You're not hearing the pauses. You're not hearing the inflectuations. You're not hearing the, is it inflections of the voice or fluctuations of the voice? There is so much that you're missing and your attempt to just fucking get through the thing. What it tells me is you're not really paying attention because you don't really care. And it occurred to me several times watching, you know, a person or people do this that I'm like, oh, if they are always doing this to them, I guarantee you they're always doing it to me. And I can tell you that in that relationship and in those relationships, um, they will not last and they will not work. For me anyways, let me speak for myself because I, I, I get clear really quickly um, whether or not somebody genuinely cares, not what they say. The days of me just kind of taking people at their word in relationships, it's like I'm always watching what you do. And if you're constantly speeding things up because you're just not that interested or you're too impatient or you don't want to pay attention, it tells me a lot about what you actually think of me, not what you tell me you think of me. Your behaviors are always, Course in Miracles says to teach is to demonstrate. And we are always demonstrating what we're thinking, what, we've, what, what teacher we've chosen, love or fear, ego or Holy Spirit. We're demonstrating all the time by our thoughts, words, and actions what is really going on. And so I just want to encourage you guys, like just think about, think about times when you've been sitting with somebody trying to share something from your heart or something that really mattered to you that was important to you. Um, that was, um, maybe you like, whatever you can imagine the scenario, right? And they're constantly looking over your shoulder or they're just looking past you or they're looking down at their phone. I am, I, am, I am now at a place in my life where if somebody does that to me, I just stop talking. I just stop talking. First of all, I wait to see if they even notice. And I'll just say to them, when you're ready to pay attention, I'll continue. Because my time is valuable. My friendships are valuable. Like, like it's important to me. If, if I take time out of my life to meet you and spend time with you, whether it's on the phone or, you know, um, Voxa or what's this thing I'm on right now, Zoom, <laughs> then I'm going to pay attention, right? And so I don't want people to be distracted. And I tell my clients all the time, especially on group calls, and if you're somebody who's a coach, um, I'm not telling you what to do, but I would consider encouraging if you haven't already. I'm hoping that many of you have. But if you haven't already, uh, I encourage people on Zoom calls, if, especially if it's a group call, that when somebody is talking, your eyes better be on that screen. I don't want to see you friggin' like eating your soup and folding your laundry and like half, it's like, it's, I'm like, somebody could be telling you something so vitally precious and important and sensitive and, and big to them. And if they look up in that moment when they're talking about their fill in the blank, their divorce, their death, the diagnosis, the, the betrayal, the rape, the, you know, whatever happened. And you're like fucking around on your phone or like, 
you know, not paying attention. And we can tell, we can tell. Of course, a miracle tells us that all minds are joined. We can feel somebody's contempt. We can feel somebody's lack of love. We can feel that they're not present. And I used to say to people, I used to say, there's a thing I say to people, like, I'm like, you left the room. You leave all the time. They'll be like, I'm like, you leave all the time. When I'm talking with you, everything in your body, your body language, you know, if you stop bouncing your foot, you stop looking around, I'm like, you leave all the time. And it's like, I want you to be here with me. You know, and sometimes if like, I'm like, if you can't be present, I'm not going to waste my time because it, A, it doesn't feel good. But B, it's, it's just rude. And it just, it's like, what's, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I investing in something or somebody who is not as invested back? Do you see what I'm saying? So it's a really powerful and important thing that, um, to pay attention. And it is an art form. It is a skill set. It is something you can learn and something you can get better at. And really what it comes down to is, you know, and I, I can do a whole other episode on this. Is It's like, you just call it the art of paying attention, of being present, of listening. And there's that old saying, there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth. And I think to listen well, to listen deeply, to listen intently and with great attention is a skill set and it's an art form. And it's something I always, always, always want to get better at. And I think it's, again, it's one of the great, I don't know how many times I can say it. It's one of the greatest ways that we show love is we say, I'm hearing you. I see you. I'm with you. I might not be able to fix it, but I'm not abandoning you in this moment. Like I'm here. I'm fucking here. And I've got you. There's, it, it is the most beautiful thing to be able to give your time and attention to somebody, your intention as well, your attention and your intention to be as present as you possibly can. So look, if you're realizing like, oh, you know what it also seems like? I've seen it like this. What, what, what another thing that it kind of feels like is that nothing is more important, right? Like if I'm trying to talk to somebody about something that's sensitive to me or important to me, or if I, if I, in the past, I've left people like a message about something that was really important to me and they never kind of like say it back, like they don't acknowledge that I even said it. I'm like, wow wow, okay. <laughs> I guess, guess they weren't paying attention. I get, and, and, and I'm saying they'll get back to me, but they won't mention the thing at all that I said, which I made very clear was an important thing to me or a big deal. I'm like, wow, the art of listening is not strong in this one. You know how they say that the force is strong in this one? I'm like, oh, the art of paying attention is not strong in this one. And I'm just in a place in my life where I just kind of don't want that or need that. You know, I want people who can meet me who can meet me. And I'm not saying you have to be perfect. And, and yeah, you know, sometimes we're distracted. Sometimes we have something on our mind, but own that and just say, Hey, I need to wait until I can give you my full attention. I'm in the middle of something. I'm a little distracted. I feel a little ungrounded and distracted right now. You have to know yourself. You have to be listening to yourself first to know if you're actually available to know if you actually have it within yourself to be present. So this is a great way to kind of, you know, I'm a spiritual mentor, you guys. So this is the shit that interests me. And this is the stuff that I think about and talk about is like, how am I showing up in the world? Am I being vigilant? Am I being vigilant for the quality of my thoughts, words, and actions? And I know sometimes, me too, sometimes I blow it. And I hope that my friends will say to me, you know, if something is really important to them, they might say, hey, you know, I said this 
Um, I don't know if you caught it, like whatever. But when I start to see a habitual pattern in a habit, I just go, oh boy, like all set, like see you later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because our time is not guaranteed. You know, our time is not guaranteed. We never know when the last exhale is coming. And so I want people who are the people in my life, the people who are close to me, um, to, to, to kind of be able to demonstrate that they give a shit and that they're paying attention. And I can only tell you that being the recipient of both the things, the people who pay attention well, uh, it's an art form and it's a, it's a, it's, it's an incredible, um, it's an incredible thing to know that you're being witnessed and to know that somebody cares and they're giving you their full undivided attention. And I also know how it feels to, um, not, to not receive that. Um, and I also know what it feels like to have been someone at a point where maybe I didn't do the best job of listening and how that can feel to somebody that you love. And um, so I've, I've kind of made it like, you know, and I'm always trying to, it's not like I'm always like working on myself to be better all the time. It's not like this thing where I don't love myself and I think I'm fucked up and stuff like that. But I do know that, um, you know, in my job and in my work, especially as a writer, um, and especially as a storyteller, um, the details are so important. And if I'm not paying attention and, and I was doing a little, um, kind of like podcasting, um, it's a little experiment that my, my friend Bill Barron and I are doing, and we were just talking about this, um, about the ability, you know, to pay attention. <clears throat> and as a storyteller, um, I have to remember details of things. Right. And also I can say that it's always been very helpful for those of you who, um, you know, everything in business, uh, you can, I just think everything in the world uh, is really about relationship. And I can tell you that when you pay attention and you're able to pay attention deeply, and if you see somebody that you met and you see them again, like five years later or whatever it is, and, and you ask them something like, Hey, how's your, how's your son John doing? Or, Hey, did you ever get that job you were excited about? Or, Hey, did you, did you continue boxing? Like, are you still, bo and they're just like, Oh my God, how do you remember that? Uh, it's because I was paying attention. And when you can reflect back to somebody that you're paying attention, they will become fans and they will, and I don't mean fans of like your brand, but like fans of you, they'll say, oh my God, this is a person who noticed me, who gave a shit, who cared, who paid attention and they can reflect it back to me now. And it, it goes a long way in building um, loyal relationships and, and, and relationships are everything especially in business. It's why I always say like, I don't have a gazillion followers. I don't have a huge, I don't even like the word tribe, but like, I don't have a big tribe or anything like that. I call people my people, like my, you know, my community, whatever, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, my crew, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, it's not huge, but it, it, it goes deep for me. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm not interested in quantity. I am, I mean, and if that naturally happens, amazing. But uh, quality to me is so much more important. And um, I just always hope, like, again, I don't know if I, if I get it right 100%, um, but I really try to do my best to pay attention because I know that it is one of the ways, one of the great ways that I get to show love. So if, if you take a look back, if you like just kind of pause for a minute and you take a look at your life and you look at the speed at which you've been living, if you've been looking at um, so many times, I know that I suffer when I feel overwhelmed and I feel overwhelmed because I'm trying to do too many things at once. Like last night as I was falling asleep, I all of a sudden was like, oh, fuck, you know, and my sweetie's like, what? I'm like, I didn't do my newsletter and I got to answer this thing. And, and he's like, sweetie, because <laughs> he calls me sweetie too. I'm like, yeah. He's like, now's not the time for this. You need to go to sleep. And I'm like, I know, it just popped into my head. And he's like, sweetie. And I'm like, okay. Um, 
so I, and I feel overwhelmed when I'm trying to do too many things at once. So I just kind of give myself, I cut myself a lot of slack because on any given day, like right now, I know that there's like four people that I'm like, oh, I need to get back to them about this thing and that thing and that thing. But it's been a coaching week and I've already done like three podcasts and I've been on different things and I've answered Vox of 15 times and I've done all these things, right? So I, 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 I always say to people, I'm sorry for the delay, but I wanted to wait until I could give this my full attention because it matters to me. And um, I think there's something to be said for that too. I would much rather somebody say to me, hey, you know, sending up a flare, I'm not ignoring you, but I want to be able to give this my full attention. So if you, if you notice or realize that maybe you haven't been that great at paying attention, and you could not be, be paying attention to people in your life. You, you might not be being paying attention to your health. You might not be paying attention to um, your business, to your budget, to your banking, right? To the things that matter. Like, you know, when you, I always say this, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It never helps to um, even towards yourself, especially towards yourself, but also towards others. Um, what, what, what you need in those moments when you recognize that there's areas where, that need work or healing or forgiveness or whatever the thing is, um, it doesn't help to meet it with contempt and judgment and attack and blame. What it does need you to do is to show up honestly, bravely, courageously, um, and compassionately. That's the key to go like, oh yeah, I could really get better at listening. And, you know, and if, and if you've been aware that maybe you haven't been listening well to your partner, to your friend, to your wife, your spouse, your sweetie, whoever it is, your sibling, like whoever, right? And you just say, hey, I'm sorry, and I'm aware of it, and uh, I'm going to try to do better moving forward. And you can ask friends to help you to stay present, you know, because it's like a muscle that we're, that we're learning. And, um, and I can just say, like, I've seen videos before of, um, I'm trying to think of who did it. Maybe it was Jay Shetty. I don't know. It was one of those guys. And he, you know, did this whole thing. And this, the whole story, it was actually kind of, it wasn't that good, actually not trying to be mean, but just meaning like it was so dramatic to me. I just couldn't stop laughing. But there's this video of this woman who's just going through her day and she's not listening to her husband when he talks. And then she doesn't listen at work. And then she gets home after work. She doesn't listen to her husband again. It's like, it's like he's going to divorce her because she's never actually present. And she's never actually there. Which that, I'm not making fun of that. I was just kind of making fun of the acting. It was kind of bad. <laughs> but anyways, um, it matters. It matters that you're present. So if you can't pay attention in the moment, please let your loved ones know that it's not that you don't care. It's that you need to like finish up what you're doing and then you will be available to them. So the art of paying attention, you guys, it's how we blast people with love. It's how we show love. So if you know that this is a muscle that's a little weak in you, um, try to start single tasking, uh, you know, just because you can. And there'll be people say to me, oh, no. And, and women always think that we're really good multitaskers, that we can do a million things at once. And I don't know if that comes from back in the day when we were the gatherers and also the ones who tended to the fire. And like, you know, I'm not, I'm not being sexist and doing sexist roles. I'm just saying like, you know, you know, we often had to like, you know, back, back, you know, go way back to the cavemen and how it was depicted. It's like, you know, you tended to the camp, you tended to the children, you tended to the other women, you tended to the food and the get, and we, you know, we sometimes had to do a lot of those things to survive. And our nervous systems can be, I just find that like, I don't want to have to act like I'm terrified all the time or that I have to do 18 things at once. Like my nervous system does not dig that anymore. So I've given myself a lot of permission to just kind of slow down and try to do one thing at a time 
and that um, and to again to really pay attention so if you're noticing this is an area where you need some help um, then just enlist enlist the help of your loved ones and say hey I want to get really better at this can you help me and don't beat yourself up for it like don't be a dick about it to yourself <laughs> just notice oh yeah like I got to get a little bit better at this so that's what I got for you. That's what I got for you today. Episode, what, 49, The Art of Paying Attention. And um, I want you guys to know, like, I do my best too. Um, and if, if you ever have sent me a message or something that I didn't respond to, I'm telling you right now, there was either a technical glitch, it somehow slipped through the crack, um, or maybe I just need a gentle reminder. There are often days where I'm just like, like I always say, and I know a lot of you know this, right? Especially if you're a teacher or you have a coaching, pro, like whatever the deal is, I'll often think to myself, oh, and it used to happen when as a yoga teacher, I'm like, there's one of me, there's like a hundred of you. So just give me a moment to kind of like go like, oh yeah, to like remember your name or to like do the thing. And um, so there are some days when it can be like, oh my God, like I'll wake up in the morning, there'll be like 24 emails and I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get to all of these. And so if there's ever a time I try to respond, I literally try to respond to all comments. I try to respond to all messages, all emails. I literally try to get to all of it, but I'm a human being and I'm not a robot or a machine. So if I ever make a mistake and please don't take it personally, like I don't matter, there could be another reason why it happened. So send up another flare because the last thing, the worst thing, like I would never want people to feel like they don't matter to me. So I really try to make an effort to respond to all things personally. So that's what I got for you today. I hope you're feeling paid attention to, paid attention to, <laughs> in your own, your marriages, your relationships, your work environments, like whoever you're spending time with, your friends, um, you know, your people. I just hope that you feel seen and heard and that you know that you matter because you do matter. Um, so I love you. And, and I use this kind of truly and metaphorically, like I see you and I hear you and I feel you. Um, and you matter to me and I love you and I celebrate you because you're awesome. <laughs> so uh, what do I got going on? I don't know. I go, oh, I got some fun events coming up, you guys. Um, if you ever want to use the thing, here's how I feel about online, right? Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, podcasts. Yeah, online coaching. All of that's great. But to me, nothing, nothing, nothing takes the place like uh, in-person, hot-to-hot, face-to-face experience. So I have a bunch of things. Um, I don't know if it's a bunch. I got a couple. I got a few things coming up. Um, I have something coming up in April. It's a one-day retreat in Maine, a fearless flow retreat. It's going to be amazing. All this shit, all this stuff. It's not shit. All this stuff, all this good stuff <laughs> is on my website. I'm also doing a live event um, at my friend Hillary Porta's event, um, Unstoppable, that's happening in May. I think I want to say it's May 2nd and 3rd, maybe. It's that Friday and Friday night and then Saturday. And then I have my own retreat, like 15th, 16th, 17th in New Hampshire, a three-day fearless flow retreat. Um, and then there's some stuff happening in the second half of the year. But those are the three big ones. And I think I'm also going to have a yoga and writing uh, one-day workshop coming up somewhere locally too. So locally to us is like New Hampshire. But so those of you in Maine and um, possibly Vermont and Mass, you can always get your ass to one of those too. So it's very exciting. So you guys... If, if this was helpful to you in some way, um, if there was some part of it that you really loved or whatever, 
you know, the way that the way that the love gets around is that we support each other and that we spread the love, we spread the light. So if you like this and if you feel up to it and you'd like to share it with a friend or do a shout out about it, tag me in it or go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review or a rating. That would be awesome. <laughs> so just thank you so much for listening. Uh, and as always, wherever you go, may you pay attention right? Wherever you go, may you pay attention. May the people um, in your presence know that they matter. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. May you leave the people, the places, and the creatures, the animals better off than how they were before you got there. Okay, you guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.